0: Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church Australia on the beautiful Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast anytime, any time, feel free to come and join us as we meet together and we share the word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And for more details you can visit our website which is www.refinerylife.org. We hope you enjoy this message today and that you really get a touch from God. This week we're continuing our series titled Standing Firm Under Stress and the messages will come from Peter's first epistle. Peter knew what it meant to be under pressure and he wrote to people who were under the pressure of persecution. His book speaks to the personal needs of God's people today. And today we're talking about kept by the power of God. The text we're concentrating on is 1 Peter 1, 4 and 5 and it says, Born anew into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change and undefiled and unfading, reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5, Who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. And the scripture reading is one Peter three, sorry one Peter one, three to five. And I love the first first part of it, which is verse three. It says, "Blessed, gratefully praised and adored, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again, that is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for His purpose, to an ever living hope." and confident assurance through the erection of Christ Jesus from the dead. And then it goes on about born anew into an inheritance. Just as the lake reflects an image, Peter's writings reflect the, the experience that he, that he had. Peter had lost faith but not faith with his denials of his Lord. Jesus, true to his promise, had kept Peter from Satan. And Peter is now busy strengthening the brethren. Luke 21, 31 to 32 says, So you too, when you see these things happening, know without any doubt that the kingdom of God is near. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, this generation, those living at that definite period of time preceding the second coming, will not pass away until everything takes place. So the questions we have today are, who are the kept? Let me tell you first who they're not. They're not those who on world fortune has smiled. It's not those who are politically powerful. And it's not those exempt from earthly ills and misfortune. But, it's those scattered, persecuted Christians in the provinces of Asia Minor, as it says in 1 Peter 1, 1-2. It talks about a living hope and a sure salvation. It says, Peter, an apostle, special messenger, personal chosen representative of Jesus Christ, to those elect, both Jewish and Gentile believers, who live as exiles scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia Minor and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being, be yours in increasing abundance as you walk closely with God. And then 1 Peter 1, 6 and 8, it says, In this you rejoice greatly even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. Verse 7, so that the genuineness of your faith, which is much more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested and purified by fire, may be found to result in your praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you loved him, and though you do not even see him now, you believe and trust in him and you greatly rejoice and delight with inexpressible glorious joy that's some of the people that who are kept and then we've got the elect this is the term for saved people god to be god must be sovereign humans to be humans must be free god has provided a way of salvation by which a person is free to accept or reject his grace. God does not elect that some will be saved and some will be lost. But he, in John 3.16, says, For God so greatly loved the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Saviour shall not perish but have eternal life. You can make your calling and elect sure, as it says in 2 Peter 1:10. Says therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about His calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behaviour reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, actively developing these virtues, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin. We need to follow the instructions in 2 Peter 1. 1 to ten 1 John 2 and 3 or two to three says this is how we know daily by experience that we have come to know him to understand him and be more deeply acquainted with him. if we habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commands, his commands are his teaching folks. One simple explanation of election is God votes for you. the devil votes against you and you cast the deciding vote from there. So who keeps them? God, by his power, is the one who keeps them. God pledges his power as manifested in raising Jesus from the dead to keep the elect. 1 Peter 1.5 says, Who are being protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time? Peter had learned to trust God. We need to learn to trust God. And so would Paul in 2 Timothy 1.12 says, This is why I suffer as I do. Still I am not ashamed for I know him and I am personally acquainted with him who I have believed with absolute trust and confidence in him and in the truth of his deity. And I am persuaded beyond doubt that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that day when I stand before him. And Jude trusted. and It says in, in Jude 24, 25, Now to him who is able to keep you from being stumbled or falling into sin, to present you unblemished, blameless and faultless, in the presence of his glory with triumphant joy and unspeakable delight, to the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and power, before all, all time and now and forever. Amen. And Jesus had, in John ten, twenty-seven 30 the sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me, I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they will never ever by any means perish. And no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all. And no one is able to snatch them from the Father's hand. I and the Father are one in essence and nature. And then when we talk about the elect, from what are they kept? What are the elect kept from? It's from spiritual defeat. For example, let's look at 1 Peter, or sorry, let's look at Peter in Luke 22, 31 to 32. says so Simon, Simon, we're talking about Peter here, listen, Satan has demanded permission to sift of all you like grain. But I have prayed, especially for you, Peter, that your faith and confidence in may, me may not fall. And you, once you have turned your back again to me strengthen and support your brothers in the faith and in acts 4 3 and acts 5 17 to 42 and then look at stephen in acts seven fifty four to 60 tells us when stephen's put to death it says now when they heard this accusation and understood its implication they were cut to the heart they began grinding their teeth in rage at him but he being full of the Holy Spirit, led by him, gazed into heaven and saw the glory, the great splendor and the majesty of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Verse 56. And he said, Look, I see the heavens open up in welcome and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they shouted with loud voices and covered their ears together and rushed at him, considering him guilty of blasphemy. Then they drove him out of the city and began stoning him. And the witnesses placed their outer robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Verse 59, they continued stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive and accept and welcome my spirit. Then falling on his knees in worship, he cried out loudly, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Do not charge them. When he had said this, he fell asleep in death. And then look at Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Talks about a thorn in his flesh. It says because of the surpassing greatness and extraordinary nature of the revelations which I receive from God, for this reason to keep me from taking sorry thinking of myself as important, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment and harass me, to keep me from exalting myself. Verse eight. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. Verse 9, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. For my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and dwell in me. Verse 10, so I am well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions and with difficulties, for the sake of Christ, for I, for, sorry, for when I am weak in human strength then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. And we're kept from the devil's power. Satan has no power except by God's permission. If you don't believe that, have a look at Job 1 6-12, Job 2, 1-6, and Luke 22, 31 to 32. God can bring good out of what seems to be evil. Look at Romans 8:28 to 39. And how are the elect kept? They're kept through faith, it says in 1 Peter 1:5. 1, Who are being protected and shielded by faith of God sorry, by the power of God, through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. Faith is a necessary condition rather than an arbitrary one. Faith is willingness to put your life in God's hands. Hebrews 11.6 says it this way, "...but without faith it is impossible to walk with God and to please Him, for whoever comes near God must necessarily believe that He exists." and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Faith is the willingness to be kept. The bank cannot keep someone's money unless it is deposited in the bank. God cannot keep a person unless the person is willing to be kept. But what are we being kept for? What is the end of our keeping? 1 Peter 1.5 says, "...under salvation." Salvation is a past experience in John 3.16, Romans 8.1, and Ephesians 2.8-10. I taught on salvation quite a few months ago, and it's past, present, and future. Salvation as a present experience is talked about in Romans 13.11 and Philippians 2.12-13. And, and salvation as a future consummation at the appearing of Jesus Christ is in Matthew 28. 31 to 46, 1 Peter 1, 7, and 1 John 3, 1 to 3. 1 Peter 1, 4 says we're being kept for an inheritance. And it's incorruptible. It's not subject to decay as are all things on this earth, as it says in Matthew six nineteen to 21. It says this, do not store up for yourselves material treasures on earth. We've all heard this verse where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there is your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will be also. The treasures and what we're being kept for is undefiled. The first paradise was defiled by sin sin will not enter the heavenly paradise heavenly treasure that cannot fade away 1 peter 1 4 says born in you into an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change and undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you folks that's what we're all being saved for that's what we're being kept for hear jesus in john 14 to 3 when he comforts his disciples it says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe confidently in God and trust in Him. Have faith, hold on to it and rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself so that where I am you may be also. Here Paul in 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, But just as it is written in Scripture, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who greatly reckon, gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. Here, Paul, again in Philippians 3, 20, 21, it says, But we are different because of our citizenship in heaven. And from there we eagerly await the coming of the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by exerting that power which enables him even to subject him, everything to himself will not only transform but completely refashion our earthly bodies so that they will be like his glorious resurrected body. And here in 2 Timothy, again, Paul, 2 Timothy 4, 6 to 8. For I am already pouring out as a drink offering, at the time of my departure from this world is at hand, and I will be gone soon. Oh, sorry, and I will soon go free. I have fought the good and worthy and noble fight. I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith, firmly guarding the gospel against error. In the future, There is reserved for me a victor's crown of righteousness for being right with God and doing right, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that great day, and not to me only, but also to those who have loved and longed and welcomed for his appearing. And here John in Revelation talks about a holy place in Revelation 21, 1-3. It says about the new heaven and earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, it had vanished, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, arrayed like a bride, adorned for her husband. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will live among them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And then Revelation 22, 1-5 talks about the perfect life. This is what we're being kept for. Verse 22, it says, Then the angel showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb of Christ. In the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was a tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. Verse 3, there will no longer exist anything that is cursed because sin and illness and death are gone and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it and his bondservants will serve and worship him with great awe and joy and loving devotion. They will be privileged to see his face and his name will be on their foreheads and there will no longer be night and they have no need For lamplight or sunlight, because the Lord God will illuminate them. And they will reign as kings forever and ever. And we're exempt from weariness in Revelation 7.16. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst no more. Nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. We will be exempt from pain, it says in Revelation 7.17. For the Lamb who is at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of the waters of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, giving them eternal comfort. And Revelation 21 says, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be death. There will no longer be sorrow and anguish or crying or pain, for the former order of things has passed away. And we will be in a place of service. In Revelation 7.15 it says, For this reason, they are standing before the throne of God and they serve him in worship day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them and shelter and protect them with his presence. As we finish up today, let's think about this. God keeps the heavenly home for those who are kept for it. We have a heavenly home reserved for us. The Lord has prepared it. And he keeps it for us it says who are being protected and shielded by the power of god through your faith for salvation that it is ready to be revealed for you in the last time that's 1 peter 1 5. folks i really want to encourage you to be diligent with your bible study time because god has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the word When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. He wants to make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you know you're important to God, but you're also important to us at the refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about, whatever you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels until next time stay in the blessings